You have entered the 13, a place where real stories about music, touring, and the beyond are told. Music does something to us. We all experience it in our own way. It can affect our senses, transport us through time, and release emotions. On this podcast, we will talk with people about the power of music and the beyond. What does the beyond mean? Let's find out together. Turn on your metronomes because this time is about to be tracked. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to The 13. I'm your host, Ryan 13, and today we're joined with Chris J-Rab Thomas, one of my best friends. I've known him for like 20 fucking years. Chris, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Dude, thanks for coming on. I We've done this once before, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I had some technical problems, but I think we're going to round that up and fix them this time so we can have a, another kick-ass interview. It's probably always on my end. Nah, it's fine. It is, <laughs> it's, it's on both of us because I'm learning, and we're trying to get this shit right, figured right, out. Right, right, right. So, J-Rod, for the people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, well, I'm a drummer, um, but I in the music world, I've been in many bands, you know, of course we were in Razor 13 together Absolutely. and, um, uh, had a band called honey creeper, but, yeah. uh, from Missouri, I uh, had a band called insane society. We toured with a lot of national acts and stuff. And then we, um, I was in a band called riff raff. We did an eight state circuit and did all that stuff, but I, I tour manage, uh, drum tech. I actually bass tech for Tesla for about six months, which nice. was a blast. And great guys. I love them. Go see them whenever I can. I actually um, did a couple weekend runs with Frank Cannon, tour managing him on his solo stuff. I handled Mark Slaughter a little bit. Um, uh, Rex Brown did his first solo record when we were in uh, Nashville for two and a half weeks rehearsing before uh, his his album was called Smoke on This. It was kind of bluesy. uh, Southern rock and really kick-ass record. I love love Rex and and you know of course you heard about the new reunion oh yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, i heard about it with rex and phil and then zach and uh charlie yeah and we know charlie through king's x because he would come to all the king's x shows you know i actually was just when i got we did our first interview and it didn't come out so great we talked for about two hours two and a half hours i just got home what during the morning from arizona where uh a company that i worked out there uh swa Soundwave audio called me to go out and help uh load in a load out and had two smaller stages where i ran sound also run sound now nice um uh and anthrax let's see i was there at 8 a.m for anthrax's load in i helped build the stage drum tech was there setting Charlie's drums up but then two hours later at 10 when i was done i had to go into town to tucson to uh, at encore <clears throat> and set up cody jinx who is a oh yeah i know exactly yeah, who he is a awesome. great guy you oh, know cool. that guy sold out his friday show in like 15 minutes and then they added it. the thursday show and it sold out in like 30 yeah dude i totally believe it i love that guy i, lo- I i'm getting into texas country and outlaw country and stuff like that and i heard one or, one or two of his songs and yeah hell of an artist that's awesome hell of an artist great a better person uh, oh. uh we talked for a while and you know they're they're all self-contained you know how we were self-contained at yep. one time with king's oh x all God. we needed was a pa and lights 
All but, we needed was you because we didn't know how to play Tetris after the show to stick it all back in the fucking well, uh, trailer. I hate the game. I hate the game, but I love packing a trailer. But Dude, you're Cody, so good at it. <laughs> Cody had two buses with two. One, The one behind his bus was a, a three axle, had all the gear oh, wow. and everything in it. And then the other one had like three items plus all the merch. And it was yeah, a wow. double axle. But the thing is, is we had to have a generator there because they use they have their own distros and everything. It's all self-contained. I mean, they're pretty much self-contained. Right. That's badass, dude. Great crew, too. Cool. So what are you uh, working on currently? Um, well, I moved to Texas, back to Texas, actually, from Tucson yeah. to uh, TMA. I was with a country artist here for about seven months. Okay, um, right on. And then uh, now I'm working for a band called Q. Um, yeah, right they're on. also slash uh, Mothership, which Q is a Queen tribute band, right? Which they are killer, and they have Mothership, which is a Led Zeppelin tribute. Well, last cool. night, last night, um, got home relatively uh, around midnight because um, we only did the back line, yeah. and uh, Q played at the Tobin Center in San Antonio, which is a beautiful, beautiful uh, venue. Um, and great people to work with there also. Um, and it was also Sean, the singer's birthday, 40th birthday. So, oh, cool. and this guy has some pipes, man. Yeah. This guy is badass. I'm going to actually tire and I are leaving here later to go to his house for a birthday party. So. Oh, cool. Yep. Chilling right on, out, man. talking to my brother and then going to go drink a couple beers for you. <laughs> yeah, dude. And yeah, it's going to be, that's awesome. That sounds like a great afternoon. So, um, Let's talk about how we met. You know, you and I met on the first day of the King's X tour in 2005. Yeah, yeah, 2005. I met you and Ray, and I'm doing right. Ray's podcast right after this one. That that just least, happened. It just happened that way. I'm glad you're doing his podcast instead of doing him. Uh, <laughs> Ta-da, bam. Anyway, I love Ray. I actually sent him a uh, a text to let him know my new Texas number, but I guess he has a new number. So I, I let him he know. Just, he just sent me his actual number today. So I can, I'll, I mean, I'm sure he'd be fine with me sharing it with you, but I'm going to ask anyway, yeah. you know, got to, got to do uh, the etiquette thing. Yeah, of course. Of course. Cool and I, I sent him a thing number? on Instagram, you know, oh, message, cool. but I'm sure, you know, I'm on there. What the G J Rabs CT <laughs> Right. Right. Okay, so um, all right, so yeah, we met on that first Kings X tour, and then mm -hmm. now we've been friends since then. So friends since two thousand five. That's almost twenty years, dude. Yeah, you're my. I know. I can't believe it. I know. You're my little brother, yeah, and dude. your dad. Your dad's family's from Missouri, where I'm from. So yeah, he yeah he spent all his summers in Missouri growing well, that's up. That's cool. Um, so let's talk some Kings X stories. Like, all right, we got a we got a ton of them, and that's great because we're gonna do multiple versions of this podcast you know you're going to come back we're going to do more we're going to interview i might have you and ray on at the same time it might be you and me and doug <laughs> i'd love we'll, it we'll just have a we'll have a blast but let's talk and this is something i was thinking about i want to talk about the stairs that never end at smith's uh, smith's old, old bar, bar. yeah atlanta man. georgia yeah what's wrong with that place i mean it's a great venue but the fucking load-in is awful the load-in man you know, there it, it comes up. You come up on a hill, kind of a curve, 
and then there's a stoplight. So you have time to unload your bus, the trailer, and then, but you got to uncase it all downstairs on a street, put all the cases back in. Then the bus goes around over this little roundabout thing and parks over here. And then you've got, I may be exaggerating just a hair, but I don't think I am. I think there's like 26 steps, then a platform, then 26 more steps. And then you're in the venue. Yeah. And, and I almost and at that time, Doug was that, playing. that little stop doesn't even matter. It's not even a good enough rest because you can't if you got such big stuff, you can't even really rest there. It's a good place to have a heart attack yeah. <laughs> and they can pump you yeah. back up so you can finish right. the job and get up to the top of the stairs. Right. But uh, um, I remember, you know, we had rockets to ruin opening up and oh, yeah, uh, you know, our buddy from that band, he plays in Skid Row now, Rob yeah. Hammersmith, you know, yeah. and, uh, um, love those guys. But yeah, that was uh, the. Besides that one, I think there was one other one that was a bigger pain in the ass, and I don't know. I think you were with this one. Went to Canada. I was. Yep. Remember, it was freaking snowing, and we had the metal grade steps that has the little spikes on them, so you don't slip. Remember that going up to the second floor, and then you load it in. Oh my god! And the night before, then you go in. You go down a long hallway, you go to the right, and then there's stage, stage right side. Wow. But the stage was about five or six foot high, and Wasp was supposed to have been there the night before, but they had to cancel because the stage wouldn't hold Elvis, oh. <laughs> which which is Blackley Lawless's right. name for his right. for his mic stand that he sets on and right, right. brings around on his shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that was wow. <laughs> that was funny. But uh, let's get back real quick. I wanted to, to add a note. We we did it on the last one, but the first time we met, uh, Shithead, who's no longer with us, right. uh, ties guitar tech forever. Love the guy. Um, yeah, me taught too. me my work ethic, and you know, he's an ex-marine. Hut, 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 hut. You know, get her done. There's always something yep. to do. Don't Dr. just Pepper sit around. Doctor, he drank sixteen one day. I seen him drink sixteen Doctor Peppers. Yeah, he loved half those. of them were hot. Yep. Anyway. Uh, he gave me that we were in Mississippi or Alabama somewhere. I think Alabama heading to Birmingham, our first okay. show of that tour. Okay. Which was uh, the Nick. And that was like, yeah. a, remember that? Okay. And he found that army was that leg. The tour? Was that, that was the show where Doug's bass rig went down and I'm like brand new and I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Actually, that was... Oh six, I think. When uh, it, whenever I we were know. with Skid Row and we played that place. No, it no, hap- no. You're right. It, it, it was happened in St. Peter's. It was in St. Peter, St. Petersburg, Florida, where we played oh, this yeah. club, and the walls were literally like yeah. someone just dumped water down the side. They were sweating so bad, and then Doug's yeah. rig got fried, and yeah, it was like, was "Holy awful. shit!" We were it running to the terrible. bus and like unpacking the next one and dumping it, pulling well, one out and dumping it back in. Yeah, but see, go back now. Let's go back to Special Bar about Doug's rig. At the time, you know, he doesn't have the the Tech Twenty One pedal that he has now, and the, and the yeah. little unit. Right. At the time, he had two flight Massive cases just flight. full of shit, power power amps, and all this shit. And EQ those amps. were a bitch getting up those stairs at Smith Old Bar. They were so heavy. Yeah. I mean, then you then you had to carry all of his SVTs up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And it's like, how many do you want up there? I want all of them. Shit. Yeah, four. Brought four. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jay Phoebus, the old tour manager in front of house, uh, he used to tell me that when they were like on tour with ACDC and stuff, Doug would have like nine of them on stage and they were all on like 10 and just. I heard, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard the stories. We have to ask Doug about that. That's true. But I have, I'm sure he's, it was. Told, he's told me, he's told me all of them were running. There's no. Yeah, <laughs> no, no fake ones up there. It was all of them, and like we went to Europe, two thousand. Well, we went in two thousand nine and two thousand eleven. But I think the two thousand eleven run, I had three as I had three of these cabinets out there, mm -hmm. and I it was on like Easter or something when we played a show, and we stacked three of them sideways. Oh, you up. laid them? Yeah, oh, laid wow. them down and stacked them up, and I was like. Doug used to do way more than this, so he won't think it's too much. And he walked in for sound check and looked at it and looked at me. He was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Too much." He was like, "Yeah, take that thing down." <laughs> so, we had to take, so we just ended up doing two. So, well, fun. He 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 might have said that so because he couldn't just go back there and reach on top of it to take to a hit, his, <laughs> right? right. Or, or, we had to get up here to get his drink. Yeah, I had to get way up there. <laughs> um, hell yeah, dude. Uh, Okay, so we talked about it on the last one, but since it didn't make it to the air, let's talk about it on this one. The bus fire in Chicago. Oh, yeah. The bus fire in Chicago. That's at noon. We just left Appleton, Wisconsin. It was a uh, kind of a blizzard. And we get to yeah. Chicago. We had the day off. We were playing. Who were we playing the next station? Chicago City Limits or somewhere. Nah, it wasn't City Limits, but... It, Double door, maybe. <clears throat> but anyway, um, uh, I got woken up by like a explosion, small explosion. Didn't yeah. know what it was. I'm in my underwear and get out of my bunk and I go, it's you, me, Jerry, and Jay on the bus. Yeah. And I go down to the front door and I look down the side of the bus and there's nothing but like dark blue smoke coming yeah. up out of the back of the bus. And that was a, a Van Hool piece of shit. I remember that, yep. that uh, we just had the generator rebuilt or fixed on the road. Anyway, so by the time I get halfway through the front lounge, I hear a shithead coming out of the, I mean, through the bus windows outside in the parking lot, yeah. you know, get out of the bus. The fucking bus is on fire. You yeah. know, and by yeah. the time I got you guys up and we got out the front door, uh, blue flames were coming out of the back of the bus i remember so, sitting in the front of the bus like for a second i was kind of dazed like i had already woke up and i was like why is the bus so smoky yeah yeah i was just kind of so, still waking up and then people were getting on the bus like get off the bus <laughs> like, and so we couldn't find ray because he had a toothache and yeah. we never went to the doctor but some people were helping him <laughs> right self-medicate to take right. away the pain and but yeah, he yeah, could yeah. sleep it was our day off, so we couldn't. Has anybody? Are we a bus? You know, that's what you ask whenever yeah, you're before you take all off. ten of you or nine of you's on before you take off, so you don't leave anybody. Right. And <clears throat> we couldn't find Ray, so I crawled back on and I got to the back lounge, and, and you know, I'm feeling inside each bunk, yeah, and just crawling. I mean, you know, there's like this much clean air at the bottom, and by the, that time, the I couldn't even get into the back lounge because it was just too hot back there. So I got off the right. bus and thank God uh, he was inside the hotel taking a shower. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for that, man. That was crazy. That was November. Uh, and 
yeah, it was pretty cold. I ran to the front of the hotel and was like, call 911. I'm sure other people had already done this, but you know, luckily like, in you my know, underwear. Oh yeah. We were in our underwear. We're, we're, we're pulling out all the new Here. merch and shit from underneath the bus. It melted the front of the, the, uh, trailer, yeah. um, you know, messed it up, but it didn't destroy anything on the inside. Yeah. And then, uh, and then luckily, uh, um, Vic Salazar showed up at the show the next night and asked us if we wanted to try Jerry and I try out a set of GMS drums and they were yeah bird's eye maple yellow faded to green most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life and they sounded killer and then Jerry Jerry and I after that uh, Jerry was full, of course full endorsed and they built me that kit that I had for Razor 13 yeah absolutely which, which was a uh, but Vic was a great guy. But yeah, anyway, back to the fire. Everybody was safe. Um, we got uh, a new bus. Yeah, we get to Kansas City like the next day or two days later. And my buddy Johnny Dare, he's on the morning show there, 989 The Rock. Uh, he's like, Yeah, I heard Jerry crawl. I go, Actually, it was me, but I don't, you know, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't care. You know, just everybody was safe. That's the main thing. So who, who cares who, who it was? Yeah, no, dude. But, it's pretty heroic of you to fucking jump on there and go looking for him. Ray's all safe and warm in the fucking hotel. Uh, that's that's <laughs> the second time because I just said I'd never go back to no burning building. That was the second time I did it because my house caught on fire on July fourth, nineteen eighty eight, and I ran in the house to make sure my sisters and brothers and everybody was out. Right. Wow. You just you just don't think about it. You just yeah. You just do. You just do it. Well, you mentioned Razor Thirteen, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit of Razor Thirteen now. Um, so we met each other on that King's X tour and on that same King's X tour at like <laughs> trees or someplace in Dallas. I don't know if it was trees, but it, or, it was near Dallas or whatever, but big Mike and boss show up and hand me a bass at the show. And they're like, come play in this band razor 13 with us. And I was like, uh, okay, this guy can play drums. <laughs> and, and then, and then you, <laughs> that, that was, that was at the beginning of that tour because, um, Okay. You tried talking me into playing to coming and jamming with yeah. those guys for I think we were out for eight weeks. That was a long tour. And the first I mean straight. Uh yeah. my first tour with King's X ever was ten weeks. Oh damn. And that was fucking long. And then uh you get to know a lot of people, you know, that way. Yeah, real well. <laughs> I almost got fired early from being too much of a fan because I brought all my King's X shit for them to sign and everything. <laughs> but you tried talking me in the joint in Razor 13, or was the I don't know if the band was named yet or not. But, I, uh, I don't know either, but they had a and, band. Yeah, they had one. And uh, you tried talking me, and I said, and at the time, I had just given up on playing. I didn't give a shit. I was yeah. there to do my job. You know, it's pretty sad when Jerry Gaskell's like, you know, I'm drum teching what, 12 years I did with him, and he's like, He's up there drumming, but you know, he's doing all this shit. He goes, can you do that? And I go, yeah. And he goes, okay, show me. I go, I don't care. I don't want to, I'm, I'm here to set your shit up, turn it down. I don't, I don't care about drumming. Wow. And I got one of the greatest drummers in the world, you know, yeah. trying to show me shit. And I just didn't, I didn't care. I, I was there to do my job. You, the asshole, finally talked me into playing again. And yeah. I'm sorry, and, or you're welcome. I don't know how. No, it Maybe no, both. thank Thank you. <laughs> and, and you're an asshole. No, uh, yeah, but <laughs> Uh, I was supposed to go to Marlin and stay with Doc Crockett. Yep, God at, rest his with soul. Big Mike and them. Yeah, God rest his soul. 
and for like two weeks and uh, never left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Because that was like right before Christmas or right before New Year's or something. And um, and then I showed up, I guess, right after Christmas or right after New Year's, one of the two. And then we start we started rehearsing at that place in Waco. Man, that was I keep thinking back to that. Like we played that show with Marzi at that place. Holy shit, dude. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I remember the first show and it was a fucking ice storm from hell. Yep. I mean, to get to Marlin from from Waco was what? Thirty minutes. Thirty tops. Yeah. It took like two hours. Yeah. Two and a half hours just to get that far because of the ice. I mean, people were we were I remember leaving. Luckily we were in Docks Tahoe. And we're watching people just slide all over the place. But yeah, yeah. Marzi, Marzi was there. Oh, you know, we, we opened for Marzi. And then uh, uh, another good note is how Doug got in the band was, uh, Oh yeah. Remember this was, we were off tour and, and my drums had been your bass. We'd been done for like two years and he goes, how's the Razor 13 stuff coming along? And we'd opened up for him and they loved our stuff. Remember? Yeah, they liked the music. They, they loved the music. And then Doug and we went through two other singers up till then, and and Paul Sorosky who produced the record from Podunk, and we just the vocals weren't there. And then Doug asked me, he goes, I "Think he asked me, and I think you were up there too. How's the Razor Thirteen record come along?" And I said, "We're getting ready to throw it in the trash because we can't find a singer." And Doug just goes, "Well, I'll sing on it." Yeah, I, <laughs> and yeah. that's pretty oh, much how. That's what? pretty much how that happened. Yeah, we're just <laughs> like, whoa. And yeah, I we remember went, we went and told Mike. Yeah. And then the first thing we sent Doug two two uh songs and Paul calls me up and I was living in Austin at the time and he says, Hey, you need to come over here, you need to listen to this. And I'm like, Okay, so I go over there. And Doug's dyslexic, so he sang the wrong lyrics on the wrong songs, but I liked sure. them better. Yeah. But of course, of course, see what people a lot of people might not know that knows anything about Razor 13 and Doug Pinnock projects is Doug didn't write one lyric on that record. Yep. Nope. Uh, he did not. Doc Crockett. Doc. Yep. Doc Crockett wrote every lyric and uh on that record. And we'd send Doug the MP3 files from Austin to to Katie. Yep. Doug would send them back. So then you called me. And said, you said you had a tear in your eye and I needed to come down to the studio. And yeah. that's when the first time I heard what Doug had done to Alive. Yeah. I lost and that my was mind. Like, yeah, you lost your mind. And so I was, did like, I. I was just like, I was like, this is what we're on this. We're playing. Yeah, we're on this. We're, we're like, this. wow, this song was not, didn't, not, not, I take it back. I was going to say it wasn't supposed to sound that big. The problem with me saying that was we never realized how big that sound song could sound. Yeah. Doug Doug brought it to life. Like he, it was a great that was a great song. Like musically, fucking writing it. I was like, man, yeah. what this is a great tune. The solo fits the the whole it comes right out right back in the court, you know, just like yeah. it's just a, it, it's it was sectioned so nice. But to hear what he fucking did was like, what the Fuck, Dude, you know? I still think the original, his which I have on CD, by the way, his original, because he lost it. He lost the first take that he did with the with the big. I mean, it was even bigger the first time. And right. when you go back and listen to it, Mike has a different solo. 
and Doug's vocals are huge. And it was before yeah. Paul, before Paul <coughs> and them mixed it all down. Cause I right. was never really, I wasn't really a fan of how uh, it got mixed at the end vocally. Cause I like the way, but that's me. I personally like the way Doug had it mixed at his house. Would you be? You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, well, I, 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 I couldn't really stand, big. I couldn't stand probably didn't listen to that record after the band broke up for probably two or three years. But yeah, I have, um, I have a bunch of stuff you're probably wanting. Yep. That's exactly. I have, <laughs> oh, wow. You got a bunch. I have one just like that, but it's all Razor 13 stuff. Well, this has got my Honey Creeper, my Birthday nice. Bash, um, Razor 13 featuring Doug Pinnock. I got Honey Creeper Live. Um, I got demos from both both bands that recorded. Nice. And the, the, the problem with the record, why I didn't really listen to it, was the guy. I'm not gonna bring it by names. They can look it up. I don't give a shit because it took like two weeks before the guy even worked on it. Because he's like, I'd call him, "Hey man, oh, I love this fucking record. I can't take it." I go, "Just take it out and fucking, you know, get it, get it uh, mastered." But he squashed it so fucking much that yeah. my drums sound like shit. They sound like I'm yeah. hitting paper. There's, and there's stuff that I don't like about my bass on there too. We were supposed to re, like, we just did a, a scratch track on I don't know what maybe it was alive or something and we were supposed to re-record it and we yeah. never and and like we they never did we never amped it up it was just like direct and i can hear it no one else probably can just like with the drums no one knows what you're talking about but you just like me yeah. with the bass nobody cares oh, it's, oh, the I fucking, know. it's a killer record but we're oh, always well, going to oh, be our biggest critics well exactly but what the guy said to me which pissed me off was I said, what the fuck? Why are my, why is this thing squashed to hell? And he goes, I was trying to make you sound like everybody on the radio. And I'm like, we're not like anyone right. on the fucking radio. We have Doug Pinnock right. singing and a 500 pound fucking guitar player that can play drawn Pertucci shit and right. tight Tabor bends and swells with sausages, his fingers. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, I yeah. go, we are not fucking breaking Benjamin. We're not taproot. We're none of these people. Right. We're not crossfade. We're none of these people. We're not King's X. Right. Totally different bands, you know. And yeah. that's what pissed me off was the guy didn't see our vision of yeah. keeping us. It, it the, the album to me does not breathe. It is suffocated to fuck. And and yeah. and I wish you know maybe one day we can redo it or something. I'd like to redo and, it if we can find the fucking hard drives. <laughs> well, maybe maybe I can. Okay. But uh, uh, another thing is, you know, if we had any legal issues, we could call it like uh, I don't know, like. Creedence Clearwater Revival is called Creedence Clearwater Revival Revisited. We can yeah, do we'll Razor, call 13 it Razor 13.1. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Point yeah. one. Razor 13.1. Yeah. Or, or point oh with a smiley face. Or point oh one or point two or point or point oh eight. Point oh eight. Um so because <laughs> yeah, because we got a little late, uh, a little late starting, and I have I'm kind of trying to rush through this. I'm sorry oh, I'm gonna do it again. Um, right. I, first of all, I never really considered razor 13 broken up. It's like, we just, we never officially said that to each other. We just kind of were like done. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm keeping it that way in my, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that with you, my brother. Cause I, I mean, dude, if the pandemic hadn't happened, I was really planning on getting a, a at least a reunion show and I right, still want right. to do that because now well, we talked that, about that all through yeah. that. We, yeah, we should still think about it, but that's, uh, we can talk about that another time. So let's see. I got lists. What's up? I said, what's your, I already asked you what you're up to now. Ryan, remember to edit this part. Uh, edit it, Ryan. 
<laughs> oh wait, that's not for you. We can talk about how much I love porcupine tree. Mm. No, we don't need to go <laughs> no. back there. No. My, I was in the hospital the other night, so I'm, I'm good on my heart. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> <Are you> really? <laughs> yeah. What happened? I, I, stress. No. Oh, yeah. Stress. I understand the stress thing, and I I have I had some medical issues the other day too, and it kind of sucks. I have to go to the doctor next week and try to figure out what the fuck's wrong with me. Was it because your uh, your balls went to the police and filed a missing persons report yeah. on your dick? <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that part in. You're like, you're like, I couldn't find it the other day, but I guess I was peeing out of it. Yeah, I couldn't see it. <laughs> Uh, I can always count on you for a joke. You know, that's, that's uh, one, well, that's one thing I've always, I always remembered. You always got a new one that I haven't heard well, of before. They're, they're pretty bad. That's all right. <laughs> I like them. So, um, Razor 13 stuff, um, because that's, I kind of want to stay there. You know, me and Mike didn't really talk that much Razor 13 stuff. Me and Doug didn't really talk that much Razor 13 stuff. I like talking Razor 13 stuff. Right. Same here. You, you remember, when we were out in Marlin, when we had before Doug joined, and we were making our first set of shirts out at um, West Wes's place, yeah, Wes, yeah. and we he let us come out there and silk screen print them, yeah, and then then let let us do all the hard work of kneading all that shit out of the stickers, yeah, oh wow, around all those flames, it was hot as fuck in there too. Like, you know, you know, that's funny you brought that up because remember we had like. It had it was round. It said Razor Thirteen. Yep, with I remember. Flames all around, and yep. then a, a cow skull in the middle with the two flag. rebel flags. Yeah, and then somebody called us racist. Yeah, and it's like we have a colored singer. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Let's not that bother was... him. Remember, yeah, you you yeah. brought that up to me. I think about. I was that. like, dude, look at this. And this person was talking shit like these racist pieces of shit blah 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 it's like what the fuck did we ever do to this guy and i was like yeah. it's just because we have a confederate flag on the sticker or on that shirt or whatever this was you before know, it got canceled everybody before they canceled the, the whole thing you know here, here's the thing and and i hope they're listening because this is going out to you because idiot people like that are the people who think kiss means knights in satan's service Oh, right. But it yeah. means keep it simple, stupid. I mean, that's right. why they're still a fucking around. You know what I mean? Right. On their thirtieth fucking farewell tour. I mean, yeah. it's idiot people like that that think ACDC means after Christ, devil comes. But I don't know. Does it have anything to do with? I don't know. Uh, like they flick of the switch yeah. was one of their album yeah. cover type. You know, they also did have highway to hell too. But <laughs> that's beside the point. But that hell. that's at the time when they're so big that they're like, okay, let's just use this and see how stupid people are. And that's yeah. how stupid people are. It is how stupid people are. Dude, I miss some of those shirts I still have. Like, remember that one shirt we ended up having that had the straight, it had a, it had the picture of us, but Shannon was in the band. Yeah. And then like it had the rebel flag on it or whatever. I still have that shirt. I mean, you can't wear these things out anymore. You're going to get like fucking yelled at. Um, and I don't care about it. I don't, I don't care about it anymore. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think you or I wore that in one of our band photos we took with him. Oh, yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I loved it. When we got that shirt, I'm like, hey, look, I'm on a shirt. Yeah. We're on a shirt. It's our picture on the front. Got a it's picture on the front. On the front of the shirt. Uh, 
How about how about this? How about when Big Mike destroyed tried to destroy the bathroom at Rock Bar? Um, no comment. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna bring it up but the last time we talked, but uh John Escamilia hadn't hadn't died yet. Escamilia yes, uh, John Escamilia, man. Um what a beautiful guy. Yeah, and, he, pro- he was the promoter on that show. And yeah, he was an awesome dude. And, and he used to do uh the Meridian, all the King's X shows and Galactic yep. Cowboys and everybody there. Actually, I was just jamming Galactic Cowboys earlier and you made me turn the music off. I'm sorry. Dane, did you know Dane joined Choke? You know that. Yes. Yeah, you yes. know that. That's I almost so wore cool. my Choke shirt, but I, instead I wore my cheese. Oh, look at that. Customized. Yeah. No, it, it even says it's even better on the back. So. Rabbit. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. That way I don't forget who I am coming or going. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, my girlfriend. You got to hear yeah. this. She's, she, was, she was a Dallas Cowboys fan was but, yeah she's got she got a lot of cheese gear for christmas let's just put it that way you know, and her birthday's coming. You know jennifer lopez has like seven rings since 1997 and the cowboys have zero yeah <laughs> that's a good one i should she's another jennifer lopez has like seven rings since 1997 and dallas cowboys has zero <laughs> 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 that's fucking awesome high five High five. <laughs> oh, but I, I mean, I'm got, a I still got my notes on here. I don't know if you can read this. Uh, don't uh, turn on mics. <laughs> there you go. All the wireless. There's like seven wirelesses mics. That, uh, you know, I have. Shit. I have no. Uh, I have nowhere. To, no way to talk. I'm a Houston Texans fan, or so we have nothing. Uh, uh, no rings in 20 years, so we don't. Yeah, how many know. rings? What was Zero. that playoff victory we did? 39 to nothing, or 40, oh, 40, 41. It was 41 to nothing. That was our that was our shithole coach that didn't know how to. We were whooping your ass, and then all of a sudden he was like, "Oh, let's do this." And then Casey fucking just started running all over us. Man, fuck that game. Anytime you want to talk Chiefs football, we can do it. Yeah, well, we'll do that next time because I'm running close towards the end because uh, okay. I got to do old Ray's thing. Um, but we'll we're give gonna, Ray my love. I will, man. We're definitely going to pick this back up. Let's. I got time for one more one more uh, Razor Thirteen story. Let's do a okay. I'm trying to think of think of which one. We got a thousand of them to talk about. Oh, how about okay. well, how about this? <clears throat> the last show of our tour, what two and a half weeks with Doug on tour, and Doug mm-hmm. was with us in a van. Yeah, and we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at the backyard bar. Yeah, and that stripper chick comes up and oh, thinking man. she's going to make moves on Doug. <laughs> yeah, dude, she was dancing on the. She was dancing on the bar first. Like that's what gave her. That's like what gave her the confidence. She was on the bar, yep. like trying to strip you and whatever. And then she made her way onto the stage, and then she was dancing in between Doug and Mike, and then she was then, trying to get all over Doug. And then Big Al, our gentleman Jew, comes yep. over there and and C blocks her. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. I'm just gonna stand I, over here. <laughs> I remember that after that show. That's on. That's show, on tape. Yeah, it's on. Uh, you can go to YouTube and see all that shit. The, is yeah. I think Muse is whenever she was like, we're playing Muse right. when she was up there. But yeah, and after the show, Chuck Cooley, who put on the show and everything, yeah. we played with them. Great guy. What was um, his band name? And the Demon Hammers or something like that. Chuck Cooley and the Demon Hammers, what yeah. they were called. Yeah, yeah. He lost a lot of weight. It looks good. No, yeah, I follow him on Facebook. Yeah, but uh, he um, 
they wanted us to stay and party, and we ended up driving straight back to. I remember to yeah. Austin from from uh, Tulsa. Tulsa. That was a long. And time. we we didn't get done till shit one in the morning, and then we left it two. Yeah, well, we we stayed and drank too. You know, yeah, we stayed and drank for a little while, but they were wanting us to stay all night and go party. I, and we're I like, was no, sitting, We gotta go. I was sitting there on the at the bar stool with Doug drinking a beer and this blonde walks up to me and she comes up to me, looks at me, says, Ooh, yummy. And stuck her tongue down my throat. <laughs> and I was like, what? Her name's Karen. Hi, Karen. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, Karen. But, yeah. But like, <laughs> I just, I, that, that had never happened to me before. And I, I you know, I felt a little special. Well, um, Yeah. That stuff. I remember you being a dickhead from Ponca or not Ponca City, Oklahoma. Um, you're an asshole. Um, remember the stalker I had? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you gave her my email and my phone it, number. Yep. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know why I did that. I really don't. I don't know if I because did you and I were just you were fucking with each other, and then you're like, uh, "Oh yeah, by the way, I gave her your phone number and your email," and I'm just like, <laughs> "Dude, that's the girl who asked me to move in the trailer with her mother and her." Oh man. Yeah, <laughs> Ardmore. Ardmore, yeah. Ardmore, Oklahoma, dude. I yes, go there quite a bit. Yeah, why do you quit? Why do you go there quite a bit? I got. Uh, I work up there. Is there a certain trailer? No, thirty six B. You go by and see. No, I got. I got work up there. It's not in Ardmore, but I'll stay in Ardmore, and so right. that's, I just kind of stay there. And I never get to see any of the old friends, man, like John Whiskey or anybody, like Vince. Like I never get to see anybody because nobody ever has time, and I don't have yeah. time either. When they do have time, I'm working or sleeping because well, I got to. The go older work. we get, it's harder mm. for people to get together, dude. Except for exactly. unless you're Doug. Jesus Christ, that motherfucker's everywhere. He gets around. He, dude, that's you know he's he's ex, he's always been extremely people forward. If that makes sense, he's like he's just a good guy he likes to get out he likes to go see shows he likes to meet up with folks he's just he's he's that's never changed in him as the pandemic nope. happened all of a sudden i've like like no i don't want to go out i'm staying in this room and that's why i started a podcast so i don't have to go anywhere <laughs> did, didn't he um didn't he give lemmy a an award he did yeah there's a yeah. pictures of him giving it an, that and that's like right before yeah, yeah. lemmy died too and it was super yeah. cool base a lifetime Achievement Award or, or yeah, something. Lifetime Achievement Award. I went to go something see like him that. with uh, Megadeth and who opened? Uh, I think Volbeat. Oh, cool. Megadeth and supposed to be Motorhead, and that's when he was sick and they canceled. He canceled, but I think I think only Megadeth played that night because yeah, they did because that was in Austin, I believe. I don't know if Volbeat played, but I don't like Volbeat. I mean, I like it. them, but I mean, but they're okay. I, I understand them. I'm just like eh. they're they uh, want to be Metallica. They well, want... the vocals are too, um, yeah, flat. No, I don't know. No, I like the guy. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 you know, I like him, but I'm, I haven't ever bought a record, and I never will. I mean, yeah, dude, um, when we had, when we played Europe for the first time in 2009, there was a club in Europe, and they had Volbeat on the wall. It was like an entire wall, and it was like a picture of them. And I didn't know yeah. who the fuck they were, but they were super popular in Europe. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Well, That whole club had bands. this giant wall. Yeah. All American bands are. I mean, go to Japan. I know, dude. <laughs> Fucking, there'll, there'll be people with little, they made little stuffed animals out of you. 
Oh, dude. At the airport dude. is what you'll get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be nice. We got to talk. We need to talk gunship 666. I talked gunship oh, yeah. 666, uh, 666 with, with Scotty. Scott. Yep. And yeah. They're, they got six bass hell's got some cool things in the works man and they, i'm, you'll I'm see supposed to run episode. sound form no cool. supposed to run sound form in, in houston yeah um, they want me to do that yeah yeah i can't wait um tyra and i went um we went to black label uh yep, jd got me in yeah and uh hung out i wish black label would stop Rob playing Moore. houston on wednesdays and shit i can't go out on a wednesday <laughs> i got shit to do got shit to do well, I'll talk to them about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell them to tell their partner Saturday or Friday night. But yeah, <laughs> we went we went and hung out with them. What was that bar across the street? Uh Little Woodrose. We went and hung out with Little Ro- oh, yeah, Woodrose. Yeah. Then we went over to the show and then afterwards, what did we do afterwards? Oh, we sat outside and talked, uh, swapped oh, yeah. numbers, uh, with their old bus driver and some guys you know and, and shit and then uh met up with oh, yeah. rob a couple of days later and had a couple of drinks over where he lives league city i think i need to i'm gonna get rob on here for sure man like I oh get, yeah i gotta get a lot of people on here for sure but hey man i've got about 10 minutes before i gotta jump on with ray so i'm sorry right, you rushed this but i'm thank you so much for coming on and redoing this with me the audio sounds amazing already and sounds a lot gooder what, yeah it sounds a lot gooder and we we will uh, we'll do another one real soon. I can't wait. And uh, if if we uh, do a podcast together, we could call it like Mouse Sack and Pond Water or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my buddy, who's Pond my buddy, Water. My I'm Pond Water. My buddy, <laughs> my buddy. We were we drove two thousand miles to Rhode Island to do uh, the queue. We did this yeah, millionaire right. kids' twenty uh, first um, birthday. And yeah. it was all is in this big white tent right by the ocean. Uh, okay. Um, all hors d'oeuvres and shit served, tuxedos, gowns, and the hardwood floor in the thing. And it was all um, Hotel Budapest was the theme. Okay. And dude, on the way back, Monroe and I were just we're just driving. You know, we got the equipment. We're in this big red Ford. Uh, F-150 badass truck pulling yeah. this dual axle trailer completely full because we had to set up all the PA and lights and backline. And I'd just be looking out the window and I just turned to him. I said, do you have a new nickname? He goes, oh yeah, what's that? And I go, you from now on are going to be known as Mouse Sack. <laughs> and I turn around for about 150 more miles looking out and he goes, hey, I got a new nickname for you. And I said, what is it? And he says, you're going to be known as Pond Water. So it was just <laughs> fucking funny. Mouse Sack and Pond Water. <laughs> That's a great podcast name or a radio it is. morning it show is. name. It is. Hey, welcome yeah. to uh, Mouse Sack and Pond Water in the morning. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ray Freeman <laughs> Jr. is sending me messages trying to figure out okay. how to do Zoom too. So I'm going to go help okay. him. Okay. And I Tell love him, you I love so me. much. I will. love you too, brother. All right, man. Thank you for doing this. Everybody, right. this has been J-Rab Chris Thomas. This has been The 13. I'm Ryan 13. See you all on the next one.